Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At least it's progress. We haven't decided Mid-South Coliseum. Let's set that to the side. There's progress there. Would love to see some some progress down on Mud Island. I saw saw it. sounds like a great idea. Skillet at the uh, Mid-South Amphitheater. Cool. So that was a Man, good that, for you. That was a formative experience. I mean, that it ain't like there's a lot of concerts that go on there, bro. Not anymore. I don't even think they're doing concerts there anymore. At this I point. actually got to say, like, it was a pretty cool. Like, I, I wasn't Great there to venue. see Skillet, but they were performing there at, in that music on the river. Yeah. Yep. You know, they had like you know you could get some beer, you could watch the show. It's it's a good you know reverberation from what I remember. I mean, it was a long time ago. That was a kid. I only saw one. It was the Bangles. I've told you that. Not the Bengals, the Bangles. Mm-hmm. What's their the, song? The uh, Walk Like an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a girl group. And that's yeah. a, and that's a, Train, the lead singer was trained by Prince. And that was a, that, that's how you justified it? Family took me down there. I didn't have a choice. I was a kid. And did you enjoy it? Look, the Bengals are like the 80s, bro. And you enjoyed it? Uh, as a kid, yeah, yeah. Again, but it was part of the whole running around experience down there. There's a lot of, again, for a kid, yeah. the place is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Again, they, had this, the, they had this river museum inside. You go inside, they... They got the river boats, everything else shows you about right. you know, river boats, all this other stuff. It's pretty it could be educational as well as adventurous. But isn't that down there? Bennett mentioned the kayak stuff you got. You got a great start already. Sort of a great foundation. The thing just needs money and it needs somebody that knows what it's doing. It sounds like this company for based on the one they run in Chicago does. I'm not saying give it over to them necessarily, but let's see the plan. It sounds pretty good. Let's just get some progress going. Yeah, the last <clears throat> the last concert that appears to be held there was October 2018. Didn't Gotti used to do his stuff down there pretty mm-hmm. recently before he moved over to the forum? Because the yep. thing got so big. I thought the birthday bash used to Yo be Yo Gotti, 2016. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, at one yeah. point. Yeah, that was, you know, that's a long so time I thought, ago. Though. I saw Robert Plant there. It was awesome. Robert Plant's show, I bet, was good. Mm-hmm. Bangles were good back in the day. That's a great memory on I your in the part, 80s, by the man. way. He, he, did it in, he did it in 2016 and 2015, his birthday bash. That's I saw, what I thought. I saw Eric Clapton there, too. It wasn't so good. Clapton was not good there? No, he wasn't great. He was, uh, I think he was in a bad mood. Do they used to have like some real shows. What happened? 
No, I just don't think they're doing uh, concerts there right now at the moment. Hopefully, they got plans to get that thing back up and running. I mean, they had they had um, Charlie Wilson was there in 2012, right? Bob Dylan was there in 2011. Maroon Five was there in 2010. I mean, they used to have some real acts that came there. Yep. And now they don't. So I, I you know, that that's that is like there's some history there. It's a little bit like the Midtown Coliseum. It's like put something in or do away with it. You know, uh, okay. Where are the Tigers going to end up in the NCAA tournament next year? What is the national perception of this team? Well, we got our first bracketology out way too early, of course, but with the majority of the Tigers roster set, we have our first look. Are they in? Are they out? What is the baseline expectation for Memphis? We'll tell you when we get back. Stick around, Jason and John, ID Turn FM, ESPN. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Employment law is real, folks. And if you feel that at work your employer isn't compensating you properly or maybe you're experiencing discrimination in your workplace, that's never easy. It's never an easy conversation to have. But you may have a case. Let our friends at Grind City Law determine that for you. 901-756-5997 is the number. Free to call. Free to have a consultation. They'll let you know, hey, you have a case, let's get after it, or maybe you don't. Always worth the call. 756-5997 is how you make that call. Again, 901-756-5997. Uh, Robert, Robin Russ, our friends, are going to give you the clarity and guidance you need, like John said. It's one thing to feel like you've been discriminated against. It's another thing to have a case. These are the guys that are going to tell you whether you've got one, but you've got to call them. Get that free consultation You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, quite frankly. It's what Robert, Rob, and Russ have done their entire careers. They're advocates for workers' rights. And, again, they'll tell you if you've got a case, you can visit them at grindcitylaw.com or, better yet, just call them at 901-756-5997. Every day around this time we do the rundown, why wouldn't we do it now? Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Bracketology. Can you spell that? B-R-A-C-K-E-T-O-L-O-O-G-Y-I. Got a little confused there, didn't you? Yeah, it's kind of a tough one to answer to to spell that quickly, but it almost went with the uh, outcast beat, though. Almost. B-R-A-C-K-E-T-O-L-O-G-Y-I. There you go. I'm about. I, I mean, that's a new remix for Joe Lenardi. Don't be so impressed with yourself. I have to just be. Just do man. it and be cool about it and move on. When I can, like, you know, put a sentence together these days, it's impressive for me, you know. Uh, but there is a brand new bracketology out from Joe Lenardi. And this is an interesting year for Memphis just in terms of the preseason because while I think acutely locally, we would think, hey, seniors, old, uh, tough schedule, but manageable in some ways. Um, you know, DeAndre Williams is returning. You're adding a, a, a position in Kendrick Davis that you've never really had licked. Um, it could potentially be a really good year for Memphis and Penny Hardaway. Yet, there has not been a lot of sizzle 
with this team, you know, because you're adding, you're adding non, you know, it's not sexy. Well, you, right, because these are not like not future NBA draft picks. Last August, where you're adding Jalen Durian and Monty Bates. Exactly, exactly. So, um, Jalen already has his uh, his 2023 March Madness field out, and is Memphis in? Is the University of Memphis going to make the cut in his first bracketology? The answer is yes. Yes. We did it, Joe. We did it. Memphis, as an 11, cracks the field barely. Got them as the last four buys. Barely. But we did it, Joe. Uh, The Tigers are in. And I would say... Maybe this is going to come to you as a surprise. I would say I'm taking the under on 11. Give me, if the number preseason is 11, give me the under on that number. I think they're going to finish with a better seed than 11. I think they're going to get in, and I think they're going to have a better seed than 11. Hell, they were an 8 last year. Excuse me, a 9. Well, everybody wants to give them a 9. It's Sometimes, some people want to give them a 7. I say it doesn't really matter. It's all about, in this day and age, what you identify as. If Memphis identified as a seven seed, who's to say they weren't really a seven seed? But I would take the under on that. I would say they're an eight, nine again, and and maybe better if they can like win a couple of these games early on. Um, he also has Houston as a one, a Houston team that Gary Parish and several others have got top five in the country. Lenardi's got him as a one seed in this tournament, and and what does that tell you? If you got Houston as a one. Memphis as an 11, what do you think of the AAC? He's got it pretty much as hot garbage, as just Houston. And, oh, by the way, Memphis should be pretty good. But clearly, as an 11 seed, you're assuming Houston's going to beat Memphis twice during the regular season, take care of them in the conference tournament. Because if, as an 11, that doesn't include a marquee win, clearly. Right. You were a 9 seed last year, and you beat them twice in the regular season. I realize that wasn't a Houston team that was number one, but a Houston team that was good all year long and did not lose at home. You go there and win. So you got a nine out of beating them. So he's clearly got you being far down a second-place team, but clearly much different than that, you know, far less talented, not nearly as good a year as the team he's got best. So, again, back to that point, lack of quality opportunities, quad one opportunities in conference, making, again, that, that margin for error so thin, and your non-conference, a non-conference schedule like we've talked about, best around here that we've seen in years. But you've got to play. You you're going to have to play it well. You're going to have to not get off to the kind of starts that you've gotten the last two years if you're going to improve on this. You know, sort of where Lenardi and some of these guys have got you right now. If you're going to be a you know back to an eight or a nine uh, as opposed to an eleven. So like I said this, it's you know it's. Again, if Penny Hardaway is an 11 seed this year with Kendrick Davis and these 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 one year guys that have played before, I would think I, to me would be disappointing in this season. Would certainly be disappointing. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. You, about- you want a chance to advance, right, Pat? You're Absolutely. hoping to avoid yes. what you had last year was when you get a one seed that second round. The way you do that is getting the highest seed you can. I think that's why Penny's jacked up the schedule, and I think it's why he's added so many veterans to the roster. He's looking to make it past the first weekend. You, you know, it's going to be hard to do that if you're an 11 seed. Well, the, 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 it, it kind of cuts both ways, right? Because um, the good news for Memphis is that they're playing a lot of teams that are in this field. They're, they're on the schedule. Auburn is a four seed. A&M is an eight seed. St. Louis is a seven seed in these early projections. Um, I don't know if Alabama – I'm sure Alabama is, is on here somewhere. 
Uh, Alabama is a six seed, right? So these He's are got all- Florida State is out. So if you found got them in the title game yeah. down in Orlando, wouldn't mean a hit to much of a difference, right? From, from what he thinks of what Florida State's going to be this year, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, he, 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 he has Florida State in the first four. In the uh, last four in, yes, yeah, so, yeah, the 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 last four. So I got they'd be in Dayton. So that's another one though, right? That's another fringe team that's on your schedule. So like you do have opportunities. That's the good news. I think that's good news. I think it's it's a good thing for Memphis this year that they're playing teams that are projected to make the NCAA tournament. I really truly do. I think that's something that you can like. You take advantage of that. You want that. You want cracks. You know. You want at bats, as they say. So if you got seven games against NCAA tournament projection teams, then you should you win four of the seven, and you know you're you're feeling you're sitting pretty, you know. And then you got I don't think any of them will be marquee wins though. That's the problem. Like in your non-conference, which one's the best one? A win over Auburn on a neutral court is going to be your best win. That's a pretty that, good that's, win. That's what I'm saying. Your best win is going to be Houston, Houston if you yes, can get it. Yes. For sure. And then everything else, John, yeah, you got some teams that are projected to make the tournament, but do you have the marquee wins that are going to move you up from a nine? That, that's, that's well, the it just depends arc. on how many you get. I mean, if you get. You're gonna, exactly. So you're going to need to do damn well yeah. Yeah, in your non conference you schedule I against mean, these are. teams to move up that seat, is, is, what, is my takeaway from it. Because if you've got, like, so you got the two against Houston, then you've got. Because uh, you got nothing else Bama, in conference. St. Louis, Auburn, AM. So that's six, right? Right. It's six games right there. And Auburn would be right now out yeah. of the in the non-conference the best yeah. of those wins. Uh, so you Just know a bunch of you know quality, if, but if not go, if you go two and four, no. Oh. But if you go four and two, well, I think that's the way. That's the way you're not an eleven seed. Right. You go four and two. I think there's there's it's going to be very difficult to not have the Tigers as a as a perhaps even better depending on like do they stub their how many times they stub their toe on the way against inferior teams you know but right, that'll happen St. Louis on the road that would be a really good win that would be a really good win for them to have Auburn on a neutral site that would be a real I mean look beating Texas A&M home away whatever that's going to be a good win so there are chances for Memphis I think to stamp their case they're more this year than they were last year oh yeah yeah you got more quad one opportunities I mean, he, and that's he's all done you that. can ask for. I mean, it's really why he had to take the buy games out. Right, right. You know, people are saying, "Well, good thing we don't even buy." No, there's, he had to really if you're yeah. going to put together a resume yeah. that's going to be you know, you know worth anything. Yeah, so it looks like seven. Impressive it, to the committee. If you want to count Florida State, assume they'll be there. That'd really be seven quad one type opportunities that Memphis has that we know of. There might be more that pop up in conference, like maybe the at Wichita State will end up being a quad one. But as of right now. If you can go four and three, find a way to get to four wins against that against those seven, you know, five and two would be a dream. Five and two, you're talking yeah, about a five I'd, or six. I'd lean more towards it needing to be five and two but or better. That's going to be very hard to do. That's going to be very very difficult to do because some of these are on a neutral site. Some of these are there. St. Louis is there. Alabama is there. You know, it's going to be tough. Now you've got the dogs. You know, you went out and you got Kendrick Davis. You went out and you got you know some experience. You know, up and down the roster. So it's not like they can't do it. It's just a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask a, a brand-new team because they're still a brand-new team to come together and, and win five of seven like that. <clears throat> so Got Tennessee as a two seed. Tennessee is a two. How about that? Tennessee is a two. Um, but, but, yeah, Memphis is in, and I, th- I, think that's a, I think that's a fair baseline. I mean, I might have had them a little higher than 11, but I think it's a fair baseline for what the expectations. Like, I, I do think – People are confused a little bit on what the expectations for Memphis should be this year because it's 
the recruiting philosophy changed so much. I don't think the expectations should really change at all. If not, if anything, I think they should intensify a little bit because you've got a, a conference player of the year at the position you needed it most. So, like, it, it's time to, in, in a way, cash in, you know? I mean, look, I think people would be happy with a season just like last year where you go to the second round, you compete, lose a tough one, you know? I think people would be fine with that. But you're trying to, you know, you're trying to take steps. You're trying to, you know, make strides. And that would be, you know, a Sweet 16. Not bust, not, 16, not Sweet 16 or bust, but... You know, that's what you that would be a that would be the the dream season. I think is the second. Yeah, season. I don't think you go out and get Kendrick Davis, make the roster older, look to fix what ailed you last year and previous years, thinking that okay, staying pat is okay. Right. Penny's clearly trying to get take the next step up ten on Gonzaga in that second game, feeling like you can get to the next weekend. What do I have to do to do that? So it feels like the moves that have been made have been. Not about standing pat and this. Hey, okay, if they make another tournament and win one game and it's close in the second round. No, it's been about getting to the next level. Getting, frankly, getting it back to the next level for Penny. And I think the moves he's made. Yep. This is this is his road. This is his map in terms of the way to it. Um, standing that, that. So I go back to to the point you're just on. I don't. I don't think you know staying pat gets it done. You know, for a program that again, let's face it. You know, still. Heavily invested in the passions there, but has to get butts back in seats again this year. You saw that number was actually down. Like you got to keep building. Yep. Getting back to what you did last year. That's that's that the job's not done. And so from that standpoint, I think nobody knows that more than Penny Hardaway. Uh, again, I think he's hungrier having gotten to the point you did last year. You get it turned around. How well you played Gonzaga, and I think he's set out to to try to improve upon that. And I, I, here's it. Here it is. You have to. You got to improve upon it. Last last year, done, just standing pat doesn't get it done around here. Last year, okay, it's 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 not nearly the the number of people you need in the seats. It's not you're not nearly there in terms of back as a national power. The job's not done, right? So it's it's got to be about getting you know moving forward. I don't think they can afford any steps back. Yeah, um, but you, you're, you're in a good position to do it. You got a good schedule. You got some love in the preseason uh, as a projected tournament team. So now you got to go out there and do it. So that's the latest on Memphis basketball. Next story. The exact same thing for Ryan Silverfield. Like, this athletic program right now can't afford to stand pat anywhere and at any p- part of its program. It has to be moving forward. Okay, well, and just status quo isn't going to get it done in terms of where you, so, to use one of your words, at a crossroads yeah. when it comes to your the perception of you yeah. and trying to get pulled up to the next conference. It's all got to be good. Well, so you got to be popping on all levels. Well, so I, th- I, think the, I think the conversation on football is really interesting because, you know, we know, like, if, if Memphis goes out and they recreate the same exact season that they had on the basketball court last year, right? They go to this second weekend, a second second, uh, second round, and have a competitive loss. Nothing's going to change, and nobody's going to be saying it should change. No, you're doing that with Josh. But what if the same happens for Memphis football, and you win six games, and you go to like an obscure bowl game? Um, what are the conversations we're having then? Because I think, I think. I think that's interesting. I, I, I think that there's just you're at very different points in the programs, and it's you know Silverfield's recruiting well. Yeah, I, I don't know about very different, but football is what matters. So they, it's more important that they be good, 
even as much as ba- basketball runs it here and drives the bus, right. football in terms of getting to the next level is what you got to get popping. Look at Cincinnati. Look at the market they are. That's not some huge market, right. but absolutely, you guys have got it going on right now. Come on in. So it's more critical there, but let's be real. Neither are where they need to be. Football's got to get back to where it was in 2019 where you're the best thing outside the Power Five, right. basically. And basketball's got to get back to being a second weekend Right, we've been you've been looking for this since Josh Pastner left. Right. Getting back to being a second weekend prominent national name every year. They've got, that they've you got can. Some, but they, right? they at least feel They're like they closer. have some momentum. They're closer, yeah. yeah. But that didn't that you didn't. You couldn't say that, John, until last year, and, and really until like February. So, so the idea that they're at completely different points, I, th- I throw out. It's not that much different. My point is that they're the same, and that you can't have any letdown. And sure, I would tell you there's more pressure on Ryan Silverfield right now. But for both of them, I don't think. Again, at this time where you're you're at a crossroads with all these presidents looking at you. Okay, who's got value? What if the ACC ever comes calling? You need to have all programs popping off, but especially that football program. That said, yeah. Steps back, status quo. No, you you, you got to continue the climb around here. That's the only way you're going to get where you're going. Well, you know the question where you want to go. The question just is like, let me just throw this at you, right? Let's say that Memphis goes the exact same six and six. Maybe they go to they go to seven ooh, and five. Oof, tough to sell. Like we we tough to keep selling, isn't it? I, I, yeah, but we've never talked about Memphis in this way. Like we've never talked about Memphis football. Like like you know, ever making a change. Based on a seven and five season, like that seems that seems crazy to me. It might be right, but it seems crazy to me. No, when I say that the only thing that moves the needle over there for Memphis football is being good to great, that's not just words; it's true. That's why that job's tough. Mm-hmm. Like just being mediocre is is almost like failing here because you have to have it uh, uh, on a roll and rolling to get people excited and to get invested in Tigers football. It's just the case because of the way the city's been set up, our love for basketball, everything else. So it always has to be good to great to even move the needle. You can say that's unfair. It shouldn't be like that, right? You should have some years where you can have down years, and sure, you can say that all you want to, but it doesn't move the needle at Memphis, which, again, has to be popping like it was in 2019. So back to that point, John, if you're just trying to sell 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five at a time where you're about to have the top three Teams in your conference this year, at least in terms of preseason picks, peeling off, right? And it's just you and SMU. No, that's not a, that that that's not a level that you can afford to be at uh, at a time right now where again there's about to be haves and have-nots, and you got to be on the have side. So yeah, you took back to your question. I think you'd have to make a move. How, how much how, how much can you sell six and six and seven and five? How much longer? You say, oh well, our recruiting classes are going up by one more ranking. Like you. You got to show that you're doing something to keep much, much in the way, John, that you couldn't sit around and wait on Tubby, right? Right, because but, of what Tubby, that, but what, Tubby didn't have the recruiting classes to back it up either, though. I got, I got Josh did, and that's why Josh got eight years. But the results were largely like the equivalent of seven and fives, right, in football, right? And he had, he just had the, he had the, the insulation of the top recruiting classes, and that's kind of what got him. And he was nice to everybody, and everybody liked him, and the boosters like liked him. And so he got the you know seven years ultimately, but the results on the court were not good enough. That is clear, and that's why we were having that conversation after that's year right, four. I can only give, right. I can only give you so long in 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 terms of right recruiting, right, right, and yet, yeah, you've taken it up a level. But how much of that's been yours? You know what I'm saying? Based mm-hmm. on your success, mm-hmm. or how much of that is still based on mm-hmm. the success you've had under Norvell and Fuente? Yeah. You tell me. Yeah, I mean, again. He clearly went out and identified a, a, a quarterback in, in, in Seth Hennigan, right, that looks like he could be the guy. 
but John, you don't, you don't, you, just because you found him and and you got a guy that you can plug in there. Yep. Doesn't mean you get to stop the job. Well, you, no, it's a, it, it is, it, and I think you, I, you got to win eight, nine, ten games here. And I think unfortunately for it to that. matter, you know, it, it is big boy football, right? And if you're not doing that, brother, I, uh, sad to say, but well, because the attention span, you need somebody who can, not just locally, but nationally, the attention span is very short. You know, like you're, you've already lost it. What you got in nineteen? Like that's Cincinnati's now. That's right. And now they're about to. They, right. they just got and, pulled and, up, and unfortunately, they okay. benefited in a way that Memphis did. No question about it. Yep. And so now you got to go get it back. It's not fair, but it's true. I mean, Memphis should have gotten in. Like, they had all the momentum in 2019. They got game day. They won the freaking game. The scene on Beal was ridiculous. Like, people showed up and showed out. It ain't like Memphis, it ain't like people don't care or can't care about Memphis football, you know, but they're only going to – You got to be popping, though. That's right. That's, That's what right. I'm saying, It's man. true. Like the, the, it's just it's – the, it's the nature of it, it here. Is, is it fair? You know, No, but it's been down so long. That's what it requires. right. right. To catch back up. Well, like, look, Memphis football. If you're going to put yourself in that position, Memphis football can always be a thing where, like, you and me and Bennett and we t- we like we go out, and we take the family on a Saturday morning when it's nice outside. Absolutely, right? but, but as a conference contender, yeah, like we can, especially that, that, when when UCF and Cincy and them are out of here. But that's not like you, you don't want to necessarily be that. You want to be bigger than that. You want to have yourself in like the conversation for you know. Big time power leagues, you but, know. But here's my thing. Back to your point about the whole taking our families out there. We can do that. We can all have a good time. But me, you, and Bennett all know if they're not competing for a conference title, we ain't trying to do it. We're not. Family sounds great, but we're probably not going to be out there unless they're competing for a conference. Are you as a fan? You're going to go mean, out there unless they're. You're going to go out there and, and if they're fifth place. Or sixth place around where they've been picked this week. We all going to get the family to go together? Or the way we're programmed here in Memphis, are we going to wait until, hey, this might be the best team in the conference or at least the top two or three team? Bennett, would you take your family if the Tigers were in fifth place in the AAC? Uh, probably, but I, I agree One with Jason's time. point. Yeah. Uh, One I, time? We get my whole point is not, not to put Bennett on the, on, on, at the stake here. Yeah. My whole point is that we. We don't get invested around here unless you're good. No, that's just true. Let, like, and we by the can way, phrase it a different mean, way. We don't support a loser, and frankly, we don't support much mediocrity, quite frankly. And and, and that and that's true, by the way, of pretty much every sport here. I mean, there's some for some there are more passion. There's more passion about like when the Tigers had Tubby Smith. Like there was an urgency to get him out of there because it was flailing, and there's so much like, you know, it's an institution, you know. But but there were only 6,500 no, actual butts in seats last year. That's fair. Fair. That's that's very fair, and the program hadn't made a tournament under Penny Hardaway. You're People, right. That's what I'm saying. And you and got all Penny. the passion, and that's it's Penny. Penny, and it's a hometown hero. You had that with Larry, and the and, and the program decided to go another direction. That's the point. You you got to be it's it's got to be winning for us to fill that thing up and to be rolling. You don't just keep to get to keep that forever, and you can run a a 500 football or basketball program, and the thing's just going to stay packed. We don't do that around here. It's the way we're programmed. So yeah, no, no. Back to the point on football. We'll be there and be invested and pack that thing out mm-hmm. if you are good, but you have to be. It's just mediocrity doesn't, doesn't sell around here. Yeah, uh, that losing was, certainly doesn't. That was sort of an extension of the of the first story, but I, I do think it's a fair. I think it's a fair point. Now we're on the next, next story. story. All right, Serena Williams. She certainly deserves her time. Has made it pretty clear. I think in the, the is it the new Vogue? Uh, she's got a uh, she's got a poem. Yes, she's the Vogue cover story in an Instagram post about the cover story. She says, "Now the countdown has begun." Uh, she hates the word retirement, so she's sort of 
uh, uh, phrasing it differently. She's going to relish these next few weeks. She's currently playing in the Canadian Open, but relish these next few weeks in the sense that she's going to be winding it down. And sounds like that U.S. Open is going to be her final tournament later this month and one final attempt to tie its Margaret Court's record of 24 major titles. Serena, who's the greatest of all time, uh, has 23 major titles, obviously playing in a much different era than Margaret Court did. Uh, Serena, 40 years old, certainly the GOAT on the women's tennis side, and frankly, you want to put her up against anything when it comes to women's athletics, and I think uh, against a great many men, she's going to be high on the list just in terms of greatest athlete of all time. I will say it does feel like John talked about this. We've been quick today to run to – I saw our, our man Myron Medcalf, friend of the show from ESPN, uh, made the point that Serena isn't just the greatest – woman athlete of all time he said that she's the greatest athlete of all time and put her again ahead of jordan's ahead of the lebron's i don't know that we need to do that Mm -hmm. do we need to qualify this serena's greatness by saying that she's you know because again you start talking about women beating men whatever that, that that it almost dilutes the conversation to a point that you take away from her greatness you start putting her down on no she can't be being so then she goes down on a list why do we need feel the need to do that she's one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen and what it frankly shows you if you, you you've seen the movie about her about her father king richard all that stuff don't need to get into a whole will smith conversation but it shows you that if man if you put the work in mm-hmm. it, it, uh, again, I got you. Got to be careful with how you work it. But if it shows you that if you can work in the uh, put the work in, it doesn't matter what kind of background you come from, you can still be great. Doesn't mean you can be the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean you can't. You don't have overbearing fathers who can overdo it, trying to find, trying to make greatness out of their son or their daughter. But it can work. And clearly, it was the work that uh, that they started when they were very young. You know, with their with their dad putting that racket in their hand that. That led to this all these years later, 40 years old. She's going to be going out as the GOAT. And hopefully, it, just having watched her here in these latter you know, years, latter months of her career, she's she's nowhere close to being able to win another major. No doubt. So, so this idea that she's going to you know, tie Margaret Court's record in that final U.S. Open you know, later this month, it probably it's going, to be, it's going to be really, really tough to do. But she doesn't have to do that. To, to, to be the greatest. She doesn't need to tie Margaret Court. She's clearly that, and she's inspired. Uh, clearly, remember, it's not just athletes. It's what she's done in the world of, like, fashion. Remember what she brought to the game in terms of changing tennis fashion? A lot of people didn't like it at first. She was cutting edge. She changed that. Um, she's been, a, a you know, just an icon in so many ways and an inspiration in so many ways uh, for, for all walks of life. Again, not just not just inspiring young tennis players, but I think girls to – Go out there and, and, and give it everything all across the world. Not in, and I shouldn't just limit it to girls. Uh, she's an inspiration for all. So a salute, no question. If it had been yesterday, she'd have gotten a respect burger uh, to Serena Williams, who's announcing that she's winding it down uh, and will likely be her final U.S. Open final tournament she plays later this month. Yeah, I do feel like there is a um, you know there's a there's a human nature to just uh, when somebody like either retires or passes or whatever. There's a human nature to just sort of like go extreme, like almost over the top, you know, with the the description, you know, which is not, it's human nature. You know, we all kind of do it. You know, we all, everybody's more, every, everybody's a saint in death. Like that is sort of the, that's the adage, right? It's almost like everybody's the best ever when they retire after a long career, you know, because there's like some nostalgia with that. Like does everybody remembers Serena and Venus were like when they came into it, it's like, you know, we all have grown up since then, and so there's like a, that emotional attack. And she was like, she was, 
She was great. She was dominant in her time, but she hasn't won a slam since 2016, I believe. Like she's, it's been a long time since she's been, you know, doing it at a at the highest level. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like you can't call her the goat of all time because, like, Tom Brady's. I know it's a different sport, but Tom Brady's 45 years old. He's been in the league since you know 99. Seven Super Bowls. LeBron been in the league since he was eighteen. You know, look, now, at what, look at the season he just had. Yeah, I mean, I know he's not you know competing for championships right now, but that's not his fault to be sure. I mean, well, maybe if you want to get into the general manager side of it, maybe it is. But you know, I can't, I can't. And I know again, I know what Myron was trying to say. Yeah, we shouldn't need to though. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to like bring her down. I'm, I'm just saying. No, like, no, yeah, I feel what you're saying. But like, no, it, I'm, and in dis because I, I disagree with Myron too. I don't yeah. think this is necessary. Yeah, but like, I also disagree with the right. premise that she's. You know, greater than LeBron, and in terms of athleticism, right. Mike, anybody. Like I, I think you just had to like, and, and by the way, like I believe this is true of like Tiger was one of the names he mentioned. Yeah, I mean, come on, right? Now, Tiger's had some down years too. He has, but he hell, he, compared, he, he yeah, won a major in. 19. He goes more towards Serena than the guys that you, that's the Brady's yeah, and the, that's the LeBrons that you just mentioned. But I mean, he had a million things like going on in his personal life that like, and he's got that back issue, and you know, he's got like he had some other things. I know you know Serena's had some nicks as well. That's part of. It. I just feel like like you know, if it was like LeBron retiring, you know, like I wouldn't want to say like. Goat all time best ever, you know, because all that's gonna do is just create an argument. All it's gonna do is like, oh, he's not, he's not the goat. That's Michael Jordan. That's this why. That's, you know, that's Phelps. That's it. Like, let's just like give him an like, amazing career, phenomenal career. Congratulations, you know. Like, we don't have to always have a label on. All right, well, that was the best ever. You know, now it's over. It, it probably wasn't the best ever. It probably was just really freaking amazing, but not the best ever. And I think it almost kind of takes away from the moment when you try to apply that label because, like, how many best evers are there? You're saying Serena Williams is the best of all time in any sport ever, male or female? She's, he's the greatest athlete of all time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably not true, you know? I mean, Michael's above her. Tom Brady's above her. I would say LeBron's above her. Tiger's above her. I mean, she's in the conversation, right? It's not like it's like a joke to say that, but it's just— How many women are in that conversation? Mm, probably she, she. I mean, she probably stands alone. You know, I. I'm. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm missing anybody. I mean, could you go track? Could like? Could there be like some some track athletes? Jackie Joyner, Curse. Yeah. Uh, some of the st- stars we've had, some of the all around track stars. Yeah. Put in that group. You could do that, right? For sure. Um, Flo Jo, but again, she was more sprints. That Jackie Joyner was all the way around. She's all the events. any great female like soccer players like over the years like that let you that were like above everybody else. They all played for the United States, but it wasn't like it was just it's different. Women's soccer is just like you know the Olympics is what we. But it's you know I mean Cindy, but she's not. She's just for us. You yeah. know, think of her on a national scale. Cindy Parlow is yeah one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. She's one of the greatest soccer players. Right. Certainly one of the, one of the greatest we've produced. Right. But now, I mean, again, and you don't like you don't. It's not, it's not same level. You don't there think of like Megan Rapino. You don't think of Megan Rapino, for example, as like one of the best ever. I mean, in women's soccer, yes, of course, correct. But like you, not when I say like, think greatest right. athletes of all time. Does it transcend the sport? Does Karasi and Sue Birds, the ones that have had the longevity, yeah. Brittany Griner, do those go in this conversation or no? No. Again, still different level for Serena. 
So again, just the fact that we even put her in the main no, it's conversation, an, it's, it's a credit to her. Is 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 a title in itself. It's a credit to her that you can even put her because I can't think of again many women that you're going to even have in that conversation along with Serena, including her own sister. You know who she was clearly separated herself from. There's no Venus as talented as Venus was. She separated herself from that. So. We didn't leave out any any women we should have in there. I mean, Michael Phelps, right? I mean, yeah, Phelps. I, again, that's another man. Just make sure we. I'm, not, I'm just we saying, didn't leave like, out any goat women. I'm just talking about like when you because when you, you you take the you know male or female out of it when you go uh, greatest of all time period, and I'm open to a female being the greatest athlete of all time. Like I'm, it's not about that. It's not about the you know because his point is the gap between Serena and her peers was wider than MJ, for example. And that's sort of his argument against MJ. But that, to me, is more of a conversation on women's tennis than it is Serena herself. Like, they're, like it's a little bit like, you know, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the thing. It's like, okay, the, field, the field's worse. That right, does, right. Tell me the greats that she distanced herself exactly, from exactly. during that era. Exactly. Or did she take advantage in many ways of an that's era? exactly where there, right. There were no one that could nearly rival her. And, again, she did it. You know, so that's why she gets the the credit. You now, know? Mike kept Charles from winning one. He kept, you know, uh, 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 more than that. Uh, the Seattle Gary, you know, well, Gary Payton got one later with the Lakers, but yeah, the Seattle but team, that may, he beat, yeah, yeah, the Phoenix team, he beat Utah, Carmelo, uh, and Stockton. twice. Yeah, you know, so he kept some great ones. I mean, that's the and thing. That, that's like, why I would say who who were Serena's rivals, right? In tennis, yeah, that she kept knocking back. There were a few. Right. It's kind of like Tiger. There was always a right. one that might be, might be, but she kept knocking them all back. So that's it, right. It was never up. To, she wasn't knocking off greats and Hall of Famers. It right, feel like necessary. Few in there, sure, but. No one ever became her rival. Like, to me, that kind of works against her a little bit. That argument sort of works the other way. When you try to make her the greatest of all, right. we're saying. Like, it's, it's more impressive to me that the talent gap is not wide, yet you won six championships. Include, like, you had two straight, you know, two three-peats. Yeah, didn't, didn't lose the finals Yeah, like, against some greats. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing is, like, that, 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 that is more impressive to me is that you turned away – Hall of Famers annually, both in your conference, you know, and um, in the finals every time, every single time, you know, so when you got to the finals at least. See, I bring up Jackie Jordan Corsi because she was heptathlon. It was more than just a couple of events, and we're talking about all-around athletes, and Serena certainly was that on a tennis court. You tell me just by the way she moved, how hard she hit the ball, the serves, everything else, that in your term, all-around athlete that Jackie Jordan Corsi, the Olympian, would probably be in the conversation, but again, it still feels like different levels. It still feels like Serena's on a on a pedestal on yeah. her own uh, compared to some others. So yeah, but 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 hopefully uh, we didn't overlook anybody there. No, and I again, I don't want this to come off as like we're just trying to like. No, we're actually one say you don't need to have that conversation. That's right? exactly right. Yeah. You know what they say right? Comparison is the thief of joy. You know, it's the thief of joy. Yeah, like let's, let's like let's stop comparing, bro. Like let's just let people exist. You know, as like, you know, in a vacuum, singularly a hellacious career mm-hmm. that should be celebrated. She was ranked number one for 319 weeks, including a, a, a joint record, 186 consecutive weeks. She finished as the year end number one five different times. Like that is it, goat. It, That's goat status it all is day long in her sport, you know, and that is like, OK, if you could ever be the best at anything ever in life, you take that, you know, and she is the best that ever did it in women's tennis. And that's 
a great and one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen, and one of the greatest athletes of all time, male or female. Male there or you female. go. There you go. That's uh, that's Serena's uh, that's uh, that's Serena's career. Uh, gonna wrap it up after one more major. Uh, it sounds like and uh, call it a day. All right, we'll come back. Joe Tomek's gonna join us. We'll talk to him uh, about the FESJC. Get his thoughts on that starting up this week. I drove by, you know, because I'm out there, right? Saw all the hustle and bustle, and you know, it's, it's the media lot. It's tournament time, isn't it, John? Tournament you time can in feel Tennessee. It in your blood. Well, we don't get the NCAA tournament here anymore, so we have to, you know, we have to be satisfied with the. The, the FESJC, which we we want, we certainly are. But I'd like to. Isn't the NCAA tournament supposed to come back at some point? Yeah, I, th- I thought we missed it. Uh, did we miss it because of COVID, or uh, don't we have one? Do don't we have one coming up? If I'm not mistaken, seems like there's one down the road. Coming. I miss those. Those are always fun to go to, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that. See when we're supposed to get that again. Um, because I would definitely be uh, in for that. Uh, anyway, we'll come back. Joe Thomas going to join us on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, ninety turn FM, ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get it. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. How you feel, fellas? We're back, Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's a big week in Memphis, as we know, because the FESJC kicks off. Joe Tomek is the brand-new director of the FESJC, and he's nice enough to carve out a few minutes for us. Now, Joe, what's up, man? You got your hands full this year, huh? First year, format change. It's a big week. Uh, it's fun, man. How are you guys doing? 
Everything is good, you know. I mean, I, I, it's exciting, you know. We were just talking about it, but but driving by, you know, you just sort of see everything going on. Like it, it really does. It feels like there's a big event happening right here in Memphis. That that is a cool part about it. Well, good. We're we're happy to have everyone here, and it's, it's certainly a big event. That's uh, that's no brainer. But man, I'm I'm looking out over the range, and we got all the stars here already. They're ready to go. Joe, what's it been like for you? Been here about what? You came in December. Been here about seven months. It all culminates this week. What has the seven month the buildup been like? I know you get a lot of questions right now about live golf and lawsuits, that kind of. Thing. What have the seven months and the preparations for this week been like for you? It's uh, it's wild, man. It's it's been a ride, but it's a ton of fun. I mean, this is what I wanted to do, so I'm excited to be here. It's super exciting to see it all come to life this week. I mean, it's you, the energy around here is kind of why I wanted to to be in this business. Um, but at the same time, you know, I moved with my wife Paige and finding a new home and making friends and exploring a new city and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, that's a lot to cram in in seven or eight months. But um, it's a whirlwind, and and we've enjoyed it. I know because the event hasn't started, it's it's probably hard to ask you to, to, to tell us, but what have you heard just about, you know, the event and the tie there with St. Jude and, and just it being in Memphis and the significance of that? What if people told you just about the tradition and history of, of this event here in Memphis? Man, the amazing thing is you don't even need to go through tournament week to, to even feel it, to start to feel it at least. I mean, I my first uh, real event that I came out for back in the fall was a a volunteer appreciation outing, and just from that you could feel why it's why this tournament's special and what makes it different. And everyone is so excited to be here, and it's all for the kids and the city, and that's been a ton of fun. Every, every meeting you have, every conversation you talk about the tournament, every time someone runs up to tell me a story about their first time out, whether it's here or Old Colonial or whatever variation, insert variation of the tournament name in history. But um, the one thing that stayed true is FedEx and St. Jude. And, um, you know, this is our 65th year of golf in Memphis. And um, it's really special. It has such a cool community feel that um, I've been welcomed into, which I'm, I'm so appreciative of. And it just makes our jobs pretty easy. Yep. See, and that's that's the true meaning of this event, and has been for for so long. So, so let me ask you: How much of a distraction has it been to have the the questions about live golf, to have the you know this this lawsuit filed for the temporary restraining order that could change your field? You know, three more guys could get in. Has it been a distraction for you, Joe? You know, it's hard not to be when, when unfortunately, it is the topic du jour right now and, and everyone's asking it, and I understand why. It's confusing, and there's always changes and reports, and you don't know what's going on, and so it's sad for our fans. But the way I spin it and the way I see it is if there's ever a place for the tour to point at and spotlight as this is what makes us different, this is what money can't buy, this is what's so special about the PGA Tour that, yeah, we're playing for a lot of money for our players, but we're doing real good here in the community, and that's here. And so I think we're going to be on the stage in a spotlight this week, certainly because of the playoffs, certainly because of what's going on the course, but almost as importantly, if not more importantly, because of what's going on off the course. Mm-hmm. And so we're focused on that. Again, you know, a lot of the stuff we have no control over. Yeah. I'm going to let it play out. We're going to have a world-class championship for everyone that's here, but – 
Um, we're excited to be that spotlight of, of the good side of the PGA Tour. And I do think the good news, too, like the tie with St. Jude and everything else uh, going on here is that people are, are going to come out and they're going to support regardless. I mean, there is a certain building up of, you know, you, you have that foundation of Memphians that just want to come out. And, you know, there's a real philanthropy that makes this event different, isn't there, Joe? There is. I mean, there's 1,500-plus volunteers who come out to help us operate this golf tournament, and they all do it to help the kids, and they raise their own money with their own donations. And, you know, that's what I'd say to the fans. Yeah, you might have had a fan favorite who's left and isn't going to be here anymore, and and you're a little bit mad about that or how it's all played out. I I understand that, and I appreciate that, especially here. There's, There's some former champions who have left. But it just it's an opportunity for new players to make new memories. We're still supporting a great cause. So I hope you come out and find a new player to love, see them interact with the patients on 18 Green on Sunday, and you'll find new memories and, and make new fan favorites. Well said, Joe. Hey, man, congratulations. Appreciate the time Thanks this morning. Thanks so much, Joe. We'll see you this week, man. Thank you. Thanks, boys. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Is Joe Tomek, new director of the FESJC. I uh, appreciate his time. Uh, we'll come back. we got Trista Crick going to oh, yeah. join us at 125. Looking forward to her appearance she today. Has a, uh, she has a brand-new interview out with Jerry West. How about that? Yeah. And also, I plan we're, I, I plan to get really personal with Trista today. I heard her say take the under on Daniel Jones' touchdowns this yeah. season. What What is in personal in terms of making picks or no, personal no, no, in no. terms of <clears> – <throat> Her life. We're going to ask her if she's ever given like somebody an ultimatum in a relationship, uh, like Kevin uh, Durant's given the Nets. That's a good question. You know, like I'm. Somebody, I mean, some people have done that. You know, it's either like you either propose to me in six months or I'm out. Yeah. You know, Faith kind of did that to you, right? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. We'll ask Trista that very question and more at 125. Stick around, Jason and John, 92.9 FM, ESPN. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis, where the legacy of sports is flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app and smart speakers. Say play 92.9 ESPN, powered by DuckDuckGo. Cards issued by Celtic Bank, member FDIC. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramps credit cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.3% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to Ramp.com slash sports. Ramp.com slash sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Rockies East Memphis wants you to come celebrate with them at 4694 Spotswood Avenue. Great food, great music, games, and more. Come on by with your friends and family for some entertainment and fun at a very reasonable price. Call 901-310-4436 for hours regarding happy hour and daily specials, too. Rockies East Memphis, where fun meets family and friends during the week and weekends, too. 4694 Spotswood Avenue. Call 901-310-4436. Make this the summer down at Homer Skull and Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and go see our friends 
at Homer Scott and Chrysler Dodge Bram and Millington. Now you uh, you actually were out and about yesterday, Jason, and you saw somebody. They had the they had the proud license plate four tires at about four tires at a time. Yep, um, bought it from our friends out in Millington from our man Shaq and. Yeah, changing lives four tires at a time. You know they only say that at one place. That's right. That's the only place they say that. Right? And when you leave, you know your life just got changed four tires at a time because they got great incentives on those Ram 1500s, the Cherokees, the Wagoneers. I believe it was a Wagoneer that had that light. I'm just telling you, that will change your life. Go see our man Shaq. Was indeed a Wagoneer in my school's uh, in my son's school car line there, and they got it from out in Millington. They've got great deals for you, great incentives on the new Wagoneer Series 2 and 3. Uh, make you a great deal on the Challenger Chargers and the Ram 1500s as well, or you can get a Jeep Cherokee like I did a few weeks back. The point is it's going to be the best car buying experience of your life. I guarantee you that. That's why you got to make the drive to 7661 U.S. Highway 51 North in Millington. Go see for yourself how the just bunch of normal guys in the car business change lives four tires at a time. Kansas City Steak Company, another AmericanEagle.com success story. Started in 1932 as a family-owned butcher shop, today they're a leading distributor of superior all-American steaks delivered right to your door, ready for the grill and your taste buds. When it came to their website, an average site wouldn't do. They chose AmericanEagle.com to take their website to the next level. With a dramatic increase in competition and a softening market demand, they had two challenges. Improve their brand presence and message and produce a positive return. AmericanEagle.com got to work and executed using Usability studies and detailed audits of site experience, digital assets, and marketing. The result, an integrated digital marketing and customer experience plan, organic traffic increase of 20%, and a long-term roadmap for success. If you love great steaks, go to KansasCitySteaks.com. For website design, development, and online solutions that bring efficiency and results, visit AmericanEagle.com. If you need a results-driven website, call the team at AmericanEagle.com at 877-WEBNOW1. That's 877-WEBNOW1. Looking for better paying work, Millennium Search can get you started immediately in Bahalia, Mississippi. General warehouse and forklift operator positions available, starting between 15 and 18 per hour. Call 662-985-6690 or apply at jobswiththebest.com. Go with the best today and start earning more tomorrow. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami. Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana. Taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.